Just as crazy and I don't know what to do So I made a podcast for me and for you Pizza sauce and daily digs Everybody loves a bitch Japanese girls and 80s bitch Rock and roll like Stevie Nicks Mafia, Zelda Blues Telling you what's wrong with school Bruno Dance and Dan Marino Talking shit on people we know Hockey fights and cracking beers Living life without no fear Oh my brain, what's inside? I don't like know the word of like weird Japanese shit. Turtles and hot pockets. If you don't like those, I don't want to be friends. Hey, welcome back to the show. I'm Matt Manny. So last night I started watching this BBC documentary on Jan Vermeer, or I believe his name was Johannes Vermeer. He's this famous Dutch painter. Uh, you would probably know his one painting. It's like a girl side profile. She's got like a blue scrunchie and like uh, blonde hair. She looks like Betty. I call it Betty Spaghetti. She looks like Betty Spaghetti or like Angelica from Rugrats. <laughs> Can you imagine like <laughs> I'm in like some, uh, I'm in like the Louvre and they're talking about this. I'm like, oh yeah, that's the Betty Spaghetti. Oh yeah, it looks like Angelica. Hey, hon. Hey, Toss, look at that. It looks like uh, Angelica from, uh, <laughs> from the Rugrats. And they're just like, mm, who? Sir, this is a priceless piece of art from Johannes Vermeer. Yeah, no, it's Angelica. Fucking guy, don't even know the Rugrats. But, <laughs> but anyway, I started watching this documentary because I was talking about mathematicians the other day and their work is great. You know, sure, like the, the math and stuff is, is interesting, the problems these people work on. But I always find their lives super fascinating. Uh, and with artists... It's very weird that we see their art and it's these priceless pieces of art and they're in these imposing coliseum structures. These art museums we build are insane and gorgeous and imposing. And we think of like lasers crossing and, and people trying to, you know, steal these priceless works of art. And then because of our bias, we then put this to these people as if their lives that they lived were in conjunction and mirroring the way that we see them now, but it's often not the case. Uh, a lot of times they lived awful, tragic lives, um, or at least interesting lives. And, you know, sometimes that was just because um, of their circumstances that then was reflected in their art, but sometimes it wasn't. Sometimes they just painted and they just didn't make it in their lifetime, and then they were discovered after the fact, and, uh, you know, whatever, maybe sometimes the the aesthetics of the the time period didn't match their style then later we go oh wow that that was uh, this dude was way ahead of his time so to speak so anyway i find their lives super interesting and and this one was no different and then because of that thread of like me looking into that um i don't know if youtube did this or if it was just by circumstance this morning i had this stanford lecture uh on like intro to behavioral uh, behavioral evolution. And this is like a 10 year old video, you know, it's got like 5 million views. I had watched half of it before and thought like, whoa, this is super interesting. Um, you know, the guy giving the lecture, I can't think of his name, but, uh, he's written some books and he's super entertaining. So it's a good listen. And then whatever happened, I got halfway through the dog probably go, had to go out to the bathroom or something. And you know, the video, you close it, it gets lost in the YouTube ether, never to be seen again, unless you take a screenshot of everything habitually like I do. But either way, most of the time I never get back to that stuff. I have like folders on my desktop, just filled with screenshots uh, from my phone and my computer Sometimes I go back and just poke around if I need some entertainment, need something new, you know, but 
Um, so I started listening to the rest of that this morning. And then that got my mind like really going. I'm moving. And I just started realizing like I need new inputs, but I don't go to them. Like it's the oddest thing, really. Uh, and I've thought about this before. We live in a time where it's never been easier to get new inputs, new intellectual inputs, new creative inputs. You know, with COVID, there could be a bit of an excuse. Like I was used to living in a big city. I just go outside of my door and there's noise and people yelling and look what that guy's doing. He's slapping that tree and there's food and smells and my senses. I can't help but be uh, engaged, especially in China. It's just it's like Wacky Wednesday everywhere or New York or whatever it is. Now with COVID, you know, you have a bit of an excuse. A lot of people stayed home for the last couple of years and you don't have as much going in, but you have a phone that literally has all of human history at your disposal. And yet I don't go, I go to the same things over and over again. And I know why I, you know, you get in these patterns of behavior. Like, I don't know if you do this, but I find myself checking the weather app just because it's there. I don't particularly care. I find it kind of interesting. Like, Oh, it's going to snow Friday or, Oh, we're going to get rain. Like, I don't really care though. It, it doesn't impact my life at all. Really. Other than the fact that if it's going to rain, I'm like, ah, oh, shit, the dog's going to get muddy. But really, I don't care, but I'm just doing it. And why is that? It's just like these mental little distractions taking away from me having to engage with any real thought. Um, and then same thing, I go to like the Google News and just open up a new page and it'll just show me the stories. And most of them are garbage. There's always a science one. I try to go to the science one, but inevitably I'm checking like the Hollywood, whatever, gossip, bullshit, cancel culture stuff. And I'm like, uh, you just... You don't realize it at the time, but you are, your brain is just like atrophying. Like it's just, there's not, and I'm not, you got to do workouts. You know what I mean? If you just live like a sedentary life where you're just sitting on the couch, it's like, I'm doing that with my mind, but I don't mean to, you just get in these habit patterns. Uh, and there's ways to get around that. You can take your apps and like switch them around on your phone. So you don't, habitually go just subconsciously click on the same things. It's kind of like a body in motion stays in motion. So once I'm looking for this thing, then I pull that thread and it leads me to this, leads me to this, leads me to this. And I can feel that my mind is in a better place. And I started really thinking about this this morning. I have a typical ritual um, and I try to stick to, I don't always, but I wake up, I do my Sam Harris meditation app. Uh, the waking up app, I believe it's called. I just go to the daily meditation. Now I don't want to think about like, I want to focus on this or if it was, it's easy. I just open it up, click on that. And then I usually write a bit in this copy book for, I don't know, anywhere from five to 15 minutes, whatever, completely anything that comes to my mind. It could be about the blue Jays outside today. It could be that it's raining. It could be about jazz. It could be about anything at all. I literally, the first thing that pops into my head, I kind of just go with it and then see where it leads me. Um, usually it's some kind of self-analysis. I find it's like the best tool to just look at yourself. What are you thinking? Why? What are you doing? All those types of things. So either way, I started thinking like, all right, out of like the 60, we have something like 60,000 thoughts a day. And I started thinking like, well, how many of those are original to this day, to today? How many original thoughts will I have today? And then how many original thoughts will I have today that are original to my whole life? Like maybe they're just novel for today, but are they even a new thought? Like how many new thoughts am I having? 
Then you got to think, you know, looking at like Pareto's principle, there's going to be a disproportionate amount of these thoughts that are consuming most of my mental energy in the day and also are being repeated a disproportionate number of times. So, um, you know, I, I just wrote down some things like this. You know, be aware of how many times in a day you repeat the same thoughts. How many of our thoughts are original in a day and how many are sub some are some subconscious pattern of concerns or worry on a loop? I'm almost tempted to keep a tally with a copy book or my phone. This would lead me to it. This led me to an app idea. It's kind of like Fitbit for the mind where you have some recurring thought and it marks it down. So I need to eat better. I need to work out more. I need to make more money. I need to uh, watch less sports. I need to be a better parent. I need to be a better spouse. I need to lose weight, whatever it happens to be. There's two main things. Much of this stuff, this self-directed talk, um, tends to be destructively negative. You know, there's a lot of probably psychological reasons for this problems tend to need solving, whereas positive things in your life don't really need to be addressed. They're just there and they're nice. Um, that's the way I look at it. I'm sure there's probably a lot of research on that. Uh, the other thing, what if this stuff was replaced with positives, right? So something simple, I wrote simple shit. <laughs> I feel great today. I love my spouse. I love my family. It's Then it leads you to this question. It's kind of odd that these are really the basic underlying things that we would say are meaningful in life. Yet how many times do we uh, internalize or verbalize like, I love myself. I love my family. I love my friends. It sounds corny and stupid, but like, think about it. Think about how damaging it is if just all day you're like, I'm a piece of shit. I got to fucking lose weight, you bag of shit. And then I'm starting to think like, how little am I enjoying things? Like even this morning, I didn't really have a time to really eat. We ran out of eggs. Usually I'll eat a couple of eggs and like four um, Brazil nuts. I ran out. I didn't feel like dealing with anything. So there was a couple extra biscuits that my girlfriend made last night. So I was like, biscuits, butter, and strawberry jam come to me. So I slammed two biscuits. But even as I'm eating them, I'm like, bashing myself you piece of shit it's a garbage breakfast you might as well just eat fruit loops look at this shit you have to work oh you they tell myself it's okay because i work out Ugh, it's garbage you want to you, you drank too much beer this week you turd you're just like i'm just i'm not even enjoying <laughs> like i'm not even enjoying this jam covered delicious biscuit which means it's like the people sitting in their car like eating five guys in the dark are enjoying life so much more than me and if that's what it really comes down, it's like, what am I doing? Like, why am I doing this to myself? It's so sick. It's just so stupid, too. So I started thinking, and this is really from like meditation. Meditation is really the only tool we can use to gain the sense of awareness. Like we have a Fitbit and it tracks your steps and your heart rate. Like, I don't do this. I'm not a very analytical person in terms of tracking things. If I want to work out, I just go crank out a workout and move on with my day. I don't need to like plan it or anything. I've tried Eh, it's all right. It's just not really my thing. So anyway, though, I'm thinking we need like a mental Fitbit and maybe this was something that could be invented in the future. But if we could extract the number of times we repeat certain things to ourselves and look at a visual representation of our neurotic dull repetition of thought, we'd be appalled and blown away, but we'd also be aware of it and able to change. So I mean, imagine you could like graph how many times you say to yourself, like, 
oh, I'm not a good enough parent. Like you might say that 3000 times in the day. Now you're not, might not say that exact phrasing, but just think some interaction with your child, or if you're going to have a child, think like, Oh, I'm going to be an awful parent. Oh God, I don't know how I'm going to be a good parent. Oh, what are they going to think of me? Just these subtle little nuances of that are probably eating away at you. You would be blown away if you're like, Oh my God, I say that 3000 times away, 3000 times a day. How many times do I say like, wow, I really like the way I look today. Or like, I feel good today. It could be like two or three, maybe. It's insane, probably, what we're doing to ourselves. So it was just a really interesting thought to me. And without having this thought, the reason I'm thinking about this is because now I'm going to be conscious of it. Like, even after I do like workouts, I should be like, damn, you did good today. I was a good workout, dude. Like, good job. And this isn't like some like feel good. It's like, it's just odd to how much of your mind is going on that you have no control over. Like you're not doing it. Not only do you not have control over it, you're not even thinking about it. Like, have you really, cause I know I haven't until really this morning, have you really sat there and thought like, how many times do I say that to myself a day? That's gotta be weird. Imagine if you were saying that to somebody else, like I got to eat better is a simple one that probably, especially during the holidays, most people are probably saying to themselves or some iteration of that. Imagine your wife or your daughter or your son or your parents, you're just like, dude, you got to eat better. Like every single time they pick up a piece of food, like don't eat that, dude. What are you? That's disgusting. You slob. You got to eat better. You got to eat better. You got to eat better. Imagine thousands of times a day they would be crippled by it and be like, oh my God, you're an awful, awful person. Like, what a piece of shit. Why are you doing this to me? Yeah, that's like what most of us are doing to ourselves. So I'm trying to be really conscious of this. And I don't know, I'm thinking I might just open like a note on my phone and then I'm just going to keep track of like certain things I find that I repeat to myself. A simple one is probably like, uh, I waste time. I got to spend my time better, something like that. And then try to consciously map those out, like get a few of them. Maybe there's five or 10 thoughts that I repeat throughout the day. And then just one day, pick one of them. And anytime I think I say, or think I think something like that, anytime there's anything that's some association with that, I just put like a little tick mark or something, either in a copy book. I'm just curious. I don't know if I'm going to do it because I don't think it'll be very effective because the quickness with with which these thoughts pop into our head, just in between, you know, you're doing the dishes and then somebody goes, Hey, what? And then you're distracted and you didn't even realize you were sitting there for like three minutes beating yourself up over something. So I don't think it's going to work. It's just a super interesting thought to me that, um, you know, maybe with like whatever the neural network link thing that they're working on, um, Elon Musk is putting together, it might totally radicalize and change mental health and, you know, psychology, all of it. If we can just get a physical representation of the shit that we think, you know, graft out, it would have to be a powerful tool, if nothing else, just make you aware. It's like, oh, God, that's what's going on in there. Interesting thought. Um, what else did I write? This device doesn't exist, and I think making marking it down might be problematic, but it's a start. And once aware of major patterns, could then use meditation to make ourselves conscious every time it happens and then begin to replace these things. Um, this leads to keeping my sense of wonder and how this is an antecedent to this issue. Okay, so that's the other idea. So the thing is, we have these thought patterns, and I definitely find myself 
needing to interject more positive thoughts or even just fun thoughts or stupid thoughts, silly thoughts, whatever, just original creative inputs. And I don't know how to go about doing that. There's no, like you would think this is like basic things you should teach small children, like in kindergarten, like, Hey, how to access your thoughts. Like it comes back to like the Jedi temple and like how they teach these kids to be Jedi. I really do think like meditation, it's unfortunate that it's gotten attached to all this woo woo bullshit and nonsense, but like, it's just how to think better, how to think about your own existence, which is all we have at the end of the day. We should really be teaching people this stuff at a young age. Uh, And then on top of that, having them access their thoughts and just how to interject and understand what you're thinking on a daily basis in these patterns and how to kind of like chop that up and be like, wait a minute, let's stop this here. Let me take some of these new fun ideas. I like, like, I know that sounds crazy and like we couldn't do that with children, but like kids are way more adept at this stuff than probably adults are. And you just have to present it to them a different way. And I really think it wouldn't be hard. You could just be like, Look at this stuff. How does this stuff make you feel? You could even do a, a damn smiley face and be like happy and do a sad face. Who's sad? And they'd be like, all right, when we have these types of thoughts, it's not wrong to think them. But if you're having too much of these, how could we get some of these happy ones and put them in there? It doesn't have to be happy. Again, it's just an example. It could be dull thoughts of the same worry every day of going to school is a concern of mine. And what about this other thing that you find super interesting? Like, bugs and animals are cool. Like, how can we bring that over to this other side and mix them together? You would just be way healthier, but it would just be way more interesting people altogether. So my thing is, the way I found to combat this, this habitual just dullness of thought of hammering myself at the same time is keeping my sense of wonder, which I think is, we don't really even need to teach kids this, we need to teach like adolescent, like, teenager age when you're starting to transition into this world of stress and worry. But young children have a sense of wonder, right? They go in the park and they have like a bug on their finger. They look at ants, they play in the dirt. They have such a sense of wonder. Now, I know there's all sorts of reasons for that, Um, you know, chemically, uh, neurologically, like all this stuff going on, you know, their brains are all like beta, alpha, beta waves and adults are at alpha, whatever, you know, I'm not trying to get into all that shit. I'm just saying that for me, keeping my sense of wonder helps push me in a direction where I get new thoughts and I get out of these patterns of thought. Even a positive pattern of thought probably isn't great if it's just the same thing over and over again. Why not positivity in a new direction? Or just thinking about some new things is important. Even if I'm just like, oh, I love myself, love myself. It's probably good that I think about some other people. And, uh, you know, if nothing else, like I said, it'll just, it'll bring more love back to myself and create new pathways of thought, new perspectives. So the way I do that is keeping my sense of wonder, which I don't have an exact way, but I would think learning and just engaging with new things that give me this sense of like, it just seems like alertness. I don't even know how to describe it really. It's just like happy, alert, engaged, invigorated, I guess really. I just feel like I want to know more. I'm excited. It's just, it's a weird, I don't, you know, there is no one description for it because it's not just like happiness. I get happiness from eating a donut. And then I get depressed, but you know, it isn't happiness. It's just this weird sense of 
alertness, excitement uh, that like my, I, you can almost, I can almost feel my brain firing and, and pulling in dire different directions. And it's like, um, think of a dog, uh, like a bloodhound sniffing. Like <laughs> it feels like that's my brain is like on a leash, just this sense of wonder pulling me in different directions. For me, I don't know what that is for other people. Maybe I find I try to whatever I'm looking at, even even though I get down these patterns where I check the same sports shit like every day, I do try to go like a team is from some city and then I go, oh, wonder what, what's that city about? And then I look up that city and then I'm like, oh, the, then that city has some history. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I never knew about that, that battle or, or that this country was involved. And I go down that road and I just kind of let that sweater unravel and let myself go down these paths. And I don't know what, how to do that. Maybe, I don't know. I ask questions, I guess, like, oh, I wonder why, or what if? I don't know. I don't have the answer, but I think this is important to people. And, uh, you know, I'm just, that's where I'm at. I'm trying to work on keeping this sense of wonder because I find it, it just in general makes me a better person all around. So that's where I'm at today. Okay. We need a mental Fitbit and uh, you got to keep your sense of wonder. Keep your spirit. Night, night, keep your butthole tight, I guess, would be what I have to say, Mr. Chappelle. Um, even though I have no real plan, I don't have a structured, this is the process you go through to keep your wonder. You know, it sounds asinine when I say it, but I still think it's important for, for really anybody. If you're a computer scientist, you're an engineer, this is going to make you better at your job, whatever the, you're a nurse. Keeping your sense of wonder is going to make you better at your job, just being able to interact with people, sales, literally anything. So I don't have a direct plan, um, but I think even the idea that there could be a device that could track the number of times we have thoughts in a day and just making ourselves aware that we get stuck in these loops is already a massive step forward. Now, the next step would be making myself conscious of that every single day, right? I guess really meditation is the only tool we have to access that. Um, or I don't know, something you can make a poster like on your wall, put up a big ass thing that just says like, be aware, bitch, be aware, biatch, or I don't know. How about you're a dull turd? I don't know. I'm big on messages like that. Just a bash you in the face reminder of like, how many times have you said you're fat today? You know, something like that. I don't know. That shit I feel like is super powerful in the sense of like, you can't make it a, like, don't think bad thoughts today. It's gotta be like, just slap you in the face. Like, Hey man, be nice to yourself. Something like that. I don't know, but it, it could, uh, that could be a way. I don't know. That's enough of this shit for today. I hope you found this interesting. I, maybe I'm long-winded, but there's a lot to unpack there. Just be aware that you're a dull turd, okay? That's enough of shit for today. I'll see you next time. Rock and roll, baby! I gotta get a Sambo. Here's the thing. Yeah, man. Uh, no. Everyone thinks not doing shit's easy, but it's not. I'm gonna get weird, go paint some stuff. That's enough of this bullshit for one day. Sometimes you just gotta slam them fuckers. Oh, sure.